0: Ask the Podcast Coach for June 16th, 2018. Let's get ready
1: to podcast.
0: There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's 1030 Eastern Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com And joining me right over there, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, the one... The only Jim Cullison from the Average TV. Thanks, buddy. How's it going?
1: Happy Saturday morning to Dave, again. And always good to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. And a special, a special bingo edition this morning. You, know, We're going to want to talk about that. If you're not logged into the chat room and you're listening live, you should get in the chat room because we'll have a link for a game for you.
0: Yes, it's AskThePodcastCoach.com live if you want to come and chat. If you want to ask a question... It's super easy. Just go to podcastcoach.com slash join and you'll pop right into the video here. And if you don't want to show your video screen, that's fine. You don't have to, but you have a question uh, that way you can, we can have a dialogue and actually uh, answer your question. And uh, people go, so like, this is like free podcast consulting. And the answer there is yes, it's absolutely like free podcast consulting and so people always say, why do you do that? I go, cause not everybody can afford podcast consulting. All you got to do is give up a little bit of sleep on Saturday morning. And, uh, we have a good time out here at askthepodcastcoach.com. And again, if you want to join in on the chat, askthepodcastcoach.com slash, uh, live and askthepodcastcoach.com slash join to, uh, ask your question. And so, yes, Jim, what the heck is bingo?
1: Well, I know it was a dog that, you know, there was a farmer and he had a dog. He did. He did. (laughs) It was a good dog, too. But in this case, uh, so Emily joined us and she's one of our listeners on Home Gadget Geeks. She put together this bingo card for us. uh, Home Gadget Geeks bingo. And uh, I said, man, we had so much fun with it on Thursday. The listeners uh, keeping track of some of the things that we say and some of the things we do. You know, every show has kind of a regular cadence to it. And so if you're a longtime listener, you know, we kind of say some of the same things and do some of the same stuff. So those are on a bingo card. Emily has dropped that link in the chat room. You want to click on it. It's random and different for everybody, which is great. And then as we say things, you can click off the boxes. In fact, we've already done. And it only counts for the new second show that we started. We started a show number one earlier, and it was a disaster. And so we're on second show. So you can only count that in the second show. But uh, there's things in there like dance to the music, right? So you can we've done the theme music. You can click that that one off and follow us along on Bingo. It's good fun, Dave. We had a great time with it. Thanks, Emily, for doing it. You know what it is? It's cool. it is well and and you're wearing a podcasting t-shirt so there's like there's another it's pretty easy right but um and we'll try not to you know say all those things up front but um it is really fun we had a good time um having the audience kind of go through it and even my kind of my boring tech guys that joined me on thursday nights uh had a good time with it so hopefully you will too
0: it's kind of like betting on sports now you got some skin in the game you're, you're waiting for somebody to say something or whatever, but uh, uh, I did. I went out to the Facebook groups this morning, and I think I was farting around Podcast Movements Facebook group, and uh, got this one from uh, Angela, and great way to start off uh, any kind of Facebook post when it starts off with, I've received a $500 gift for podcasting equipment, so here's 500 bucks. go buy some stuff, I love that. And But uh, I already own monitoring headphones, dynamic mics, XLR cables, and stands. I currently use a Tascam DR40, but the preamps are not all that great. I'm wondering if it would be to my advantage to purchase a Zoom H6 along with a cloud lifter. Someone suggested that would provide the clearest audio, and this would put me over the $500 mark, but I could cover the balance. Does this sound like a good idea, or would you suggest another option? I want a portable setup that isn't complicated. And I'm not considering mixers because I think it would be too complicated. And I've heard uh, mixed reviews about the quality of the Zoom H6 and want to make a sound investment. And there was a part of me that when I read this, because if you boil this down to what is she asking is, are the Zoom H6 preamps worth 500 bucks? And a part of me just kind of want to go, ah, because she doesn't want portable, right? She does that's, want portable. That's key. Yeah. And I just, to me, I just go, is there really, you know, the difference, if there is a difference between the preamps of a Tascam DR40 and a Zoom H6, they're going to be so small that to me, I kind of go, why are we focused on the point seven decibels of hiss? That you can only hear in a quiet room if you've got the bet. You know, it's like, oh, really? This is what we're going to focus on now. Obviously, there are some some differences there. If you if you're going to record up to four people at a time, you know, hey, the H6 is perfect for that. So you're 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 loaded for bear. The question is, are there any bears in your neighborhood? <laughs> you know, it's like if you're only going to be recording one other person, if you, and you got an H6, you got two channels sitting there doing nothing for a long time. Now, granted. With an eight six, you're pretty much loaded for bear. You want to record four people? Done. You want to record six people? Buy the attachment, you're good to go. Want to mix in a, a line in from your iPad? Good to go. But the question is, do you, do you need that? And it's kind of like, to me, before I smashed it into a deer, I had a Toyota Prius. And I loved it because I could get in and it had built-in Bluetooth and it had all sorts of fun stuff in it. And then when my insurance kind of didn't really pay for the car, I got an older car. Now I have, uh, I think it's a 2011 Camry. And it didn't have Bluetooth. It did have an auxiliary in, you know, things like that. And you kind of realize what you need and what you want. And there's a difference between a, a want and a need. I don't know. Jim, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I you know, if you're a gearhead and you're, you know, you're going to do a lot of portable or you're going to do a lot of on-site interviews and you going to use it maybe even locally in your in your setup i'd say kind of go for it i mean an h6 is nice it's nice to have it's one of those kinds of things that's nice to have that kind of equipment when you need it it's probably an overkill for most but you know for me as an example i do 99% of my podcasting in studios or in you know in my in my studio here or my studio at work or whatever i don't move anything i don't touch anything everything is the way i like it there's that one percent though where I'm interviewing at conferences maybe twice or three times a year. Man, that H6 would be nice for that. Now I, I get away with AT twenty one hundreds and or ATR twenty one hundreds and uh, a MultiMix Multi Mix four. I, I you know, I never even thought about boosting it up that much for those kinds of events. In fact, they actually may play into my favor to not have all that lift on those events because you have a lot of crowd noise. Yeah. And so the last thing you really want to do is boost your mics in a place where you're you know, where you're remote. So man, man a zoom an H six is a nice piece of equipment. Like there's a ton of things you can do with it. Yeah. So it's just pricey, right? Yeah. I mean you're three fifty, right? Um yeah, or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. So, I not that's kinda you got five hundred bucks. Three fifty on an H six is not bad. I, I wouldn't say that's too bad of a there's cheaper things. Yeah. See, I, I forgot about the portable thing.
0: Cause I was going to say buy a DBX 286 and right. take your spouse out to dinner, but right. that's not portable. Uh, no. But to me, it's, if you're worried it, about, it could be, I mean, it's not that big, yeah. but it's not, It it's not, no, it's not meant to be portable. Cause I think what they have is pretty decent depending on the microphone. What I'm seeing, I haven't seen it a lot, but I'm seeing it more. And there's somebody out there that is saying this and it's really bad advice. And that is record your volume low and then boost it in post. I just got done doing a podcast rodeo show. It's coming out uh, Friday. And I think it's Friday or Wednesday. It might be Wednesday. Um, the Covert Nerd podcast. And, and this is Lee. I kind of know him. And what's weird is when he sends me, like he sent me something for June's question uh, for the School of Podcasting, which is, by the way, do you look at show notes? And if you do, what do you want in your show notes? So I need that by next week, the 23rd, if you want to chime in on that, be sure to mention your podcast and Lee's audio was fine. But on the, on his actual show, it was something where when he was talking, it didn't sound bad, but the minute he shut up, there was like this effect. Like he'd be talking to me fine. And he's like, and that's why I did that. So he had some sort of noise floor that was then getting gated and it was something where again i don't know the average listener would notice that it was a little weird cuz it was pretty obvious but to me i'm like hey this isn't the end of the world but it sounds like you're probably you've got a lot of hiss here that you're now taking out and it's just better if you you know just bump that up if you're around -6 to -12 you should be good cuz when you when you then go in and take a low signal and you you double its size you're also doubling the hiss and so um, that's where that to me is the problem. And I think if anybody records on a task or a zoom or even on your computer, as long as you got a decent, you know, volume when you record, I don't think you really have to, to worry too
1: much. Do you, uh, I mean, is that basically how you roll Jim? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and yeah, no, I think so. The, the, there you go. There's a square for you, by the way, if we, you know, if you're thinking about gain gain versus volume, you know, don't, don't forget that gain is really the feel that, the mic is picking up around itself. So the more gain you turn up, kind of the the more I think of it a bubble, it's like a bubble around your microphone. And the more the gain, the more it's trying to pull in from a wider and a wider field. That's why you turn gain up, you get the hiss because it's desperately trying to get the sound wider and wider and wider in your in your setup. So you don't want your gain full. Like that's that's a bad situation we have these these ATR 2100s are gain hungry and so you oftentimes if you don't have a lifter on them or you're not processing them in some way or you don't have a preamp on them or whatever the, the you're going to you're going to you're going to give them a lot of gain in that now the good news is on a 2100 it's really good at handling that extra gain it does not expand its field does not expand too wide you can have a lot of things going on around you and you're not hearing them but if you've got a Heil PR40 or the mic, the, an RE320 that is more sensitive. You said the magic word. Yeah, it's a, it's a box. So <laughs> if you turn, if you, you know, I got to find ways to work this stuff in. Although I think you said it before. If you turn it up on those, you, you're you in a lot greater danger. And and so be, tell people, right, set that in the, the volume, you bring the volume to that infinity spot or that, that, it's a you know it's the line where you want it, and then you adjust the gain till it sounds right. Then volume up and down is just you being loud or you being off. Yeah, um, and so those those two work in tandem.
0: Steven in the chat room says, "Hands down, H6 is the best addition that I've added to my setup within the last few years." While well, I'm not using it now, if it wasn't for the Zoom L12, I still would be. It was clean, versatile, and best part, it could. Um, it could, away from the software recorder problems. Why am I not reading that right? Which included uh, dropouts, Windows crashing. Ah, uh, come on. When you when you, when you you reflect back on the good old days of Windows crashing. Did
1: your Windows crash?
0: <laughs> no, mine doesn't. Oh, oh okay. Uh, but apparently Steven was. Um, oh, I got gotcha. you. The EXH-6 allowed it to be even better. So, uh, yeah, I don't know anybody that's bought an H6. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I shouldn't have bought that.
1: No, it's, it, it is a good piece of equipment to have as, as part of your, your gear. If you've got an extra 500 bucks and you're going to drop 350 on something, that's yeah. probably not a bad thing to yeah. do.
0: I, I actually, I need to get mine out of the box. I have one right here because people kept asking me about it. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> I just felt impulsive. Wait a minute how many boxes do you have over there? Cause like you have that, you have that other Heil microphone. Yeah. That I've like got every the, week you keep, that I'd, should be, a
0: I did car. review it last. I did realize something that um, I've got that. I got a blue Yeti sitting here. I got an RO 5 sitting. I've got an H1 and I can see right over there. I got an AT, an Audio-Technica 2020, a very dusty one and a Zoom H5 sitting over there. So that is hilarious. Uh, yeah. It was weird. I, I recorded last week's School of Podcasting's episode. It was either three or four times. And it was weird because I started it on Saturday. I just wanted to get it going and things like that. And I kept listening to it back going, this is not, mm-mm. I actually went down a tangent. Part of it is with all this uh, Hall of Fame stuff, I've been I've been reflecting back to the, the good old days. And I actually found a clip from my very first podcast where I said something. And so I brought that in. And pointed out how bad the audio quality was and this and that. And it was like a bad Saturday night Live skit where it was like three minutes to make one little itty bitty point. And I was like, wait. So it was one of those where I go back to the secrets of dynamic communication. It's a book by uh, Ken Davis. And it's always like whatever segment you're doing, it should be able to be boiled down to one sentence. And so my sentence was, if you know what your why is, the hard work you do doesn't seem like work. And I was like, OK, so this whole point of was me explaining back in the day how I was excited because, oh, my gosh, all you have to do is load this software, download all the files, copy and paste them onto this uh, portable recorder, and then you could pull it. In. And I was really excited and listening to that now where it's like, oh, yeah, you just hit subscribe. It was so much harder back then. But I was like, it was like four minutes to make this much of a point. And so I just re-recorded it. Well, the original version of that, also of me going through this whole thing, uh, it didn't leave me any time to review the microphone. So, after I whittled it down to really what am I trying to say here, then I actually did do the microphone review. And if you listen to the episode, I don't mention it at the beginning because I didn't re record the beginning. So, I need to re record that. And what's really weird, it's not a bad microphone, um, it needs a pop filter really bad. As I found, and there's a switch on it that takes a lot of low end out. And what's the what's the model? It's a PR. It's a Hiya PR77D from the Deco series, and uh, it's got a two position roll off switch. One for voice, which means almost no roll off, and then um, or I'm sorry for music, and then one for voice. And when you do that, it's like uh, he said, looking at his EQ, it'd be like me doing this. I mean, it just takes all the low end and it almost sounded like this. It's kind of like, wow, there's no low end at all on his voice. And for me, for whatever reason, I don't know if there was something in my mix or what, there was a bit of a buzz, like a a grounding thing to where I would, um, if I would touch it, it, you would hear the buzz stop. And I'm like, ooh, that's, I don't know if I just got a bad mic or or what, but uh, anywho, I almost saw like a 1940s
1: recorder. I, it, that's a good, I like that sound.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the game. It's a ballpark. It's going to be a
1: thriller, I tell you. Here we go. All right. Yeah. So, why did they talk like that? I don't know. But, th- but that wasn't the way they talked. Like, that, <laughs> right. That, that was a radio it, thing.
0: It, yes. it was like, hey, honey, I'm home. It's time for a burger. Let's go. All right. Let's get the kids. It's going to be a humdinger, I tell you.
1: No, I don't know why, why it they was did that. Definitely, uh, it was a voice.
0: Thing. It was a radio like, thing. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I got to be, a radio thing. I got to be yeah. loud and obnoxious to be on, uh,
1: and that, that tone and it, it was picked up a notch and, you know, and it was like, you know, every was like, hey, you know, like you were doing. Um It's just I like, why do they do that? No. But you know what? That's a really good imitation of it. You, you could <laughs> if you could like record some of those as some throwback segments.
0: Yeah, you know, I've you done know. that once in the somewhere in the school of podcasting. I did one where I, and I just went, I like Googled like 1940s phrases and it was like a real humdinger and. You know, she's a real sweet dame. And that's where you get into trouble. You start going, you know, all right, let's go. Uh, let's throw it to the broad. And I'm like, wait, no, you can't say that anymore.
1: No, you really can't. You know,
0: um, yeah.
1: so Oh the, all the, oh the thirties and forties.
0: How, <laughs> how great was that? And you know, it's weird. It's like, that really wasn't that long ago. I, I forget what I was watching. It was something like in Alabama, like in 1978. But it's like when you could—I forget what it was, but it was something like. Wait a minute! They didn't do that until 1978 in Alabama. Oh, it was like, holy I don't
1: yeah, know. yeah. It's pretty scary when you start. There's a—I'm—I'm I'm part of a Forgotten Omaha group here in on Facebook, and there's about I don't know, seventy-five thousand, seventy-eight thousand people in this group, whatever. But the, one of the guys always posts like fifty years ago from you know from yeah. the Omaha World Herald, or a hundred years ago, and you're thinking, oh my god, that was just a hundred years ago, yeah. And it's it's pretty amazing when you think about what can be done in a hundred years, and I kind of wonder, you know, we're what fifteen years into modern podcasting? Maybe do you think?
0: Uh, thirteen, according to the the clip we're gonna if we if we if we want to count Apple as the the birth of modern podcasting, because technically two thousand four, um, you know, but there's a um, there's a clip I'm actually gonna play later from from the Apple guys. So
1: so that's. How many years? 15, fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. We'll say fourteen. Fifteen's okay. easy so math. Fifteen's an easy is easy. Like so, we're fifteen years into this thing, and think about how far we've come from hand coding RSS feeds and right all those back in back in the day. Yeah. To today, where I mean, and then I mean, it's amazing today. Some we complain about it, but it's still pretty amazing what we can do. We can literally reach anybody on the planet too i wonder what like 25 years could be and then what 100 years can be and so it it to me that's just amazing when you start looking back and you think especially living here in the midwest ohio and east has a little bit richer of a you know of a history mm-hmm. uh, but here in omaha i mean this i think the city of omaha wasn't incorporated until like 1858 that wasn't that long ago no you know when you start thinking about it and you look at old pictures and you're like oh my god well, how did uh, they live that way
0: john travolta was on Jimmy Fallon. And they're talking about 40 years since the movie Grease, And I'm like, yeah, that, that yeah. seems like when I hear that, I'm like, wait, that can't be that long ago. Cause I was a teenager. I remember I watched that movie like 8 million times. I'm like, yeah, you were a teenager. You're 53,
1: <laughs> 40 yeah, years, we're buddy. Old. Yeah. We're old, by <laughs> well, the way. Welcome we to that. Super old. Yeah. So
0: um, I did get a thing from Facebook. This was from Hunter Ferris. And I just think it's cool to name your kid Hunter. I just, that's a cool name right there. And he said, uh, previous record was 88 listens in one day. My podcast is about songwriting tools. So with permission, key, key phrase there with permission, I posted in about four songwriting groups over the last 18 hours. And today I have 108 listens and counting. And he said, so if you were to put a moral to this story, what would it be? And I'll let you go first.
1: Oh, don't make me go first on this I will go first then. I would just say. I don't know
0: on this one. I would say if you tell them, they will come. You know what I mean? Because everybody's like, if you build it, they will come. And the key there is with permission. That's the key. Because I think if, uh, uh, and I'm starting to see more and more, even this morning when I was in like the podcast movement group, and then I was in uh, Podcasters Hangout, people saying, hey, I just posted this episode. Tell me what you think about it. And I'm like that's borderline spam. The whole thing isn't all these groups are like, we're not really into self-promotion because otherwise when you get, I mean, podcasters hang out as thousands of people in there. If we all posted our episodes, it would be just absolutely worthless. So I love the fact that he said with permission. And if you can work that into like, if somebody had a question about how do I sign up for whatever, you know, BMI ASCAP, and you talked about it on your podcast or, hey, I've got a tool that I actually do that for you. I talked about it in my podcast link. I don't consider that quite spammy because you're actually answering the question. And then if somebody wants more information, they they can. Now, that's always going to be dependent on who's ever managing the the Facebook group or whatever. And that
1: but. stuff gets manipulated, too even you know somebody'll jump in there hey everybody share your podcast cuz if somebody yeah. asks for it then it's fine right yeah. and and so that those kinds of things happen yeah and i, I think sometimes i'm with you
0: they're like hey i'm going to say this in here be sure to put you know now if it's jared in the podcast movement group well he's one of the moderators okay but yeah i've seen that a lot hey everybody share your show or I, the other one i saw was um in the thing that, that threw me about it was somebody said is anybody looking for guests and that was all they said. And so somebody said, well, what would you want to talk about? And it was like, that That would, to me, but I guess that's the whole thing. They're probably doing that because they don't want to seem spammy. So they don't want to say, hey, is anybody looking for guests? I can talk about nutrition and health and blah, blah, blah. Well, now you're being kind of self-promoting. But if you just say, is anybody looking for guests? Now somebody else can say, well, they asked me what about my stuff. So it's just kind of like, I don't know, podcastguest.com. Go, go, I don't know, or go approach somebody, build a relationship with somebody
1: to, uh, to, you know, we've talked about that, how to get on other shows and things like that. But yeah, I think just don't be a jerk. Yeah. You know, like just, just do the right thing. Yeah. And and, and don't, you know, don't try and game everything. Uh, it, it, and it, certainly, you know, gaming and doing some of those things. I mean, you can get real big numbers doing it. I don't think any of that stuff is sustainable. People yeah. do not like being fooled. Right. I mean, they just don't. And when they find out they have been, you know, hoodwinked. There's a, there's another '40s term, and <laughs> gonna get headwinked um, when they when they feel like they've been you know taken advantage of. I think it's almost it's it's two or three times harder to ever get them back. From oh, you. they're just never gonna trust yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I am. I am not. So, you know. I've said this do it before right the first time. Yeah. I've said this before. If you want to get on my bad side, just, just lie to me. I, I am uh, I, it's, that, that's a tough pill for me no, to,
1: most, most people don't like being like, no. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the <laughs> way it is, but you've got to, you know, you've got to figure out like, okay, what's the right, you know, and what's the right thing to do in this situation? And how can I expect, um, you know, how can I expect my actions to deliver on what I'm doing? It is marketing. And, you know, I, you know, we, we've been doing a bunch of marketing at Gallup and we had one video. I think I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. We've had one video that's just done extremely well. And we started looking at the video and we're like, what is it about this thing? We can't figure it out. It just does. right? You know, it outperforms everything else we do by 10, 10 times. And we're like, what is it? And when we didn't create that video uh, two years ago to be used in the way we're using it now. It wasn't made that with that intention. It just worked. And so I think sometimes you find those things that just, they just work. And, and then, then you, you know, then you got to go with it. Then you got to roll with it. So I don't know. I don't know if the, we, we spend so much time trying to either game the system or figure out the system. Just do your craft, be a nice person and help people. And I think.
0: That's it. I, uh, my sister used to have a friend and, he had some sort of brain injury at one point. He had a tumor taken out, but for the most part, was pretty much normal. I mean, he was really lucky. But because he'd had the surgery, he was on some sort of uh, not social security, but some sort of support. And I was always kind. Of, and he would look so hard to find a job where he could work under the table. And I was always kind of like, you know, if you just use your powers for good. Cause I mean, he really went out of his way to just work the system. And I'm like, you know, if he actually took this and put it towards a job, he'd probably be a manager of something because it was all, if I do this and that, and if I, I got to work here. And I was like, ah, if you only used your powers for good. No, right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Steven wants to know, but how am I going to get the magic formula to podcasting fame? I think for myself, instead of repeatedly asking the podcast community about it. Yeah.
1: If I think for myself. Yeah. In other words, what he's saying, right, is that, you know, hey, think for yourself on some of these things. But th- that being said, too, I mean, this is why we have the podcast communities, but they always run, they always run a, a similar, you know, you've heard of the Gartner hype cycle, right? When we talk mm-hmm. about technology and it it spikes and, but it, it, there's no value in it and then it dips and as people get disillusioned with it and then it comes back. I think in groups have a similar kind of, um, you know, value in it, but You know, it's great early on because there's just a handful of really knowledgeable people. And then other people join in and it's good for a while. And then you reach a critical mass where you have a lot of people and a lot of of conversation, but that conversation starts to trail off and the value isn't there. And then the original founders of it are like, oh, this is, I'm out. Like, I I stopped, and I'll be honest, I stopped looking at the podcasting groups on Facebook. Because it's just kind of the same thing. Right? Yeah. It's the same question. Now, that being said, those are real people who have real questions. Right. Right. Why should they be any different than when we were asking some of those questions? There were, you know, years ago, Mike Phillips right, used to school us all on microphones. Yeah. Nobody knew that stuff. Mike knew it. Mike got sick of talking to us about it. So Mike went and did something different. <laughs> you know, because he was sick of talking about ATR 2100s. Yeah. So, you know, th- those groups run their course, don't you think?
0: Yeah. And Emily makes a great point. There is a search feature and I actually started to post this because somebody had put in there like, you know, it was like blueberry or Libsyn, which should I go through? And literally it was like two days ago that somebody posted literally the exact same question. And it was like, if you just scroll down, like, I don't know, a couple three or four mouse rolls, you'll see it, you know? And I think some, I think it might have even been Steve Stewart said, this, this question was literally just asked, you know? And so I was like, yeah, and I think he said, uh, this question gets asked three or five times a week. And I started to reply, I think it's more three or five times a day. And I, I started to put, there is a search button on the left, but I realized it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't, no. And no, I, I actually didn't post it because I was like, okay, now we're being snarky. And then the other thing I had to keep in mind, in this case, it was a female that was asking the question. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm mansplaining," so I can't. I think I'm not sure. I still understand exactly what that phrase is, but I was like,
1: "Ah, you know what? Go ask your question. That's fine. Whatever."
2: Well,
1: we dig on them by saying, you know, I, I you know, hey, there's a search button or the search bar. But if you ask that question, if you put that into search, like, "What's the best podcast hosting?" the group itself, the group itself doesn't have a consensus on it. No, right. And so the group will say Lipson, blueberry, blueberry, right? They'll, they'll list, and some somebody or groups of people will come in and put in hosts you've never even heard of right. before. Well, now as as that person, you're back to the same. You're, yeah, in fact, you you're didn't you're solve more anything. Confused. Yeah, you're more confused. I think we think because we've formed an opinion on those things like podcast hosting. Dave, you work for Lipson, you're going to say Lipson, right? right? It's settled in your mind but for other people it's not and search does not help them. So I, I do think this is still one of those places where as the senior leaders, senior not in age but in time or whatever you can even be old, um, that we show a little compassion in that area and say, you know what I know but it still doesn't matter because you're gonna put they're gonna ask what's the best host and then we're gonna say, well okay, we've talked about this before and here's the consensus. Other people are going to be like, I don't like any of those. I'm right. still going to do this. And so that's where those groups become ineffective. Like, that's where they don't work anymore. They get too big. There's too many opinions. You know, the the fact, uh, like on Star Trek, you know, the Borg, the collective conscious, there's no way that works <laughs> because they would just be a confused mess all the time. If we if we had that consciousness, look at Facebook. I mean, we can't agree on anything. So nah. I, I, I don't know. I just, it... To me, I'm I'm a little. Those are those are frustrating. Those group things are really frustrating. Because you,
0: you know, that's you made a really good point. There is, on one hand, you can tell people. Well, you can go out to Facebook and and ask questions, but in the end, you're not really unless you're going to sit there and go, let's see. I had seven people answer Libsyn. I had six answer Blueberry and two said Podbean, and then somebody said Mud Honey. I've never heard of that. Okay, so. I, I guess I'll go with Libson or maybe I' I don't know you know it just leaves
1: and, them more confused yeah it, it really uh, does it's, it's where a consultant is helpful because the a trusted consultant can help them kind of get down to that hey this is what I recommend right and um, and why and why yeah, yeah it's really hard it well those Steve groups are too big Steven's on fire he's got all the
0: questions what media host should I use should I use oh, Soundcloud how I many mean, episodes maybe. should I have recorded before I start how do I submit to Apple? Uh, what should I make my topic about? I love that.
1: Should so I host my question, own podcast? How do I submit to Apple? Like yeah. that should be a binary question. There's a right answer and a wrong answer. Yeah, That's not an opinion thing, right? And and that's a perfect, that's probably a perfect example of where, yeah, that should be in an FAQ somewhere that someone should just be able to find on Google. So why is that one? I mean, why do people consistently ask that one when that's just a set of instructions? There's no opinion. On how you sign up for, you know, how do you submit to the Apple podcast? But yet people still ask. That might be a situation, a true situation where it's like, come on, you yeah. know, that's, use Google, let it be your friend. I don't know. I'm being salty. Well, well, speaking
0: of, of Apple, I thought I would play this clip. We mentioned this last week, and I'm just going to, it's about 45 seconds long, but uh, I love how this, where I, I cut it here.
3: These examples are just three of the more than 550,000 shows available today on Apple Podcasts. That's quite a bit more content to listen to than the original 3,000 programs we launched with back in 2005. We're continually refreshing and managing our directory, automatically retiring shows which become technically unavailable, or those that run afoul of our directory content guidelines, such as those with spammy content or shows seeking to manipulate our top charts. Don't do that. Just pl- please don't do that. At the same time as we're managing the directory, we're accepting thousands of new submissions per week. That way, our catalog is continually refreshed and our users around the world can always find something great to listen to.
0: So I love the fact. So now if, if somebody says, you know, uh, I'm thinking about asking what host I should use. I can just go, don't do that. Just pl- please don't do that. What I, I, should I ask you about, and, and you know what? I should probably back up a second. We want to hear any question you have, but I now have a sound bite of don't do that. Just please, please don't do that. <laughs> well, I'm, we, I'm right. thinking of using anchor. Don't do that. Just please, please
1: don't do that. <laughs> we have, you know, one of the beauties of a live audience in a consistent live audience is we have history. Mm-hmm. And so our listeners know, but kind of, kind of what we've talked about yeah. and, What's been done. Although we still talk about the same things kind of over and over and over. That's yeah. why the bingo card works so well. <laughs> yeah. Without it, bingo
0: would be really hard. I don't know. What's the magic word that Dave's going to say today?
1: Yeah. Well, there is when we think about, oh, I think that's a square. Um, when we think about, <laughs> <laughs> let see um, this, this idea, these, the, this bingo card, it, it really is. We all have our own, you know, things that we repeat over and over and over again. I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. Like people grow to, they like that. There's some Pavlonian, you know, when we think about the bell rings and the dogs, you know, starts salivating. Mm-hmm. There are certain things in our shows that people, it gives them consistency. It allows them comfort. If you were different every week, uh, I'm no. not sure that's as good. Like your consistency in it, the the value of old time radio to go back to th- that. Not the way they did it, but there was there's great consistency in radio. Traffic and weather on the nines. People know what to expect, and they don't want to be surprised. Or yeah. be fooled. And so I, I really do think there's some secrets in in the work that we do, Dave. I'm I, as I listen to school podcasting, I know what I'm going to get when I listen to it, and that's why I listen to it. If you were Speaking the whiz one week and then you were, you know, it was all news and then it was, you know, just an interview. These different styles, I may be like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what I'm going to get. And if I'm going to make a choice to listen to that or something that I know I'm going to get, I'm probably going to choose the thing I'm most comfortable with. So I do think there is great value in being consistent. Yep. Even if it's consistently changing (laughs) in a way. Yeah. Well, no, right on. That doesn't mean we can't we, we can't change at all. And uh, so speaking of not changing, our awesome supporters never change. We want to thank our
0: awesome supporters. If uh, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, this includes awesome people like Josh Liston from On the Bubble Podcast, uh, our good friends uh, Greg at uh, Det Shepherd, Jonathan Bloom at weeklyawesome.com, the immortal Glenn the Geek Hebert at network.com uh, Josh Rivers at podcastingexperiments.com, uh, Max Trescott up in aviationnewstalk.com. And I did find out where Shane got the awesome coaster made. Mm. You want to take a guess? I never would
1: have guessed this. Um, Vistaprint. Wow. You're really...
0: Tell him what he's won. You you guessed right. Did, <laughs> I, get it, did I get it right? Oh, yeah.
1: Only because I had some stickers printed at Vistaprint this week, and I saw it there. So.
0: Ah, okay. I was going to say, because like, he said I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Cafe Press or... You know, Teespring or somebody, no, Vistaprint. I'm like, wow, that's, uh, I never would have guessed that. So, but yes, thank you very much. Uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and uh, you can get your name right here. Um, here's a fun question. Uh, Heather Vickery, and I think this was in Podcasters Hangout. I'd like to do a listener survey. Anyone have any tips or advice? Also, what type of drawing should I do for one lucky listener to incentivize people to participate?
1: So well, in drawings, like if you're going to the big caveat, if you're going to give stuff away, realize you have an international audience, no matter where you live. Uh, that's a good point. Like if you're in Australia, you got American listeners. If you're in America, you got UK listeners and shipping that stuff is a nightmare. Like that's the next thing that needs to be fixed. Why is it so freaking hard to ship things to other countries? That just shouldn't be a thing anymore. Like, it's as far from New York to LA as it is from New York to London. Same distance, right? Mm. It's far. I get that. But why is it? Why can't we get why can't I get a package to London for, for less than 35 bucks? You know, it's just that freaking drives me crazy. But anyways, so um you just realize you're gonna get if you're gonna do some giveaways you're gonna it's probably you're gonna probably have an international winner and it's gonna cost you a bunch to ship it if you're gonna do it that way. If it's digital, that's completely different, right? If that that'd be a lot easier. So I think it, today, if you're giving things away, try to make it digital because yeah. you're always gonna say, you know, if you're you know, you know shipping, some a little little bit. That's a big mistake a lot of podcasters fall into. It was really popular in the tech space, you know, five years ago to try and get gadgets to give away. And it's a nightmare. So as you're, as you're doing that, just think about it.
0: Yeah. The, uh, I've used Amazon gift cards. Um, one year I gave away a membership at the school of podcasting. So things like that. The other thing, when you're making a survey, if you're going to do something like rate my audio quality on a scale from one to five, don't do that. Make it on a scale from one to four, one to six, make it even. The reason for that is is if you have a thing like here, I'd like you to rate my content. I'd like to rate my audio quality. I'd like to rate my whatever artwork. If you make them odd, it's really easy. If you think about one through five, I can just go and circle all the threes and I'm right down the middle. So I don't really know. I know they're not really crazy about it, but if it's even and now it's one through four, I either got to pick three or two. So am I a little less impressed or a little more impressed? So use even numbers if you're doing that kind of thing. And then I would, I don't know, in terms of the average pod track survey is age, sex, uh, income, children, I'm trying to think what else, you know, but then you might want to ask them like what's, you know, if you do different topics, you know, so for me, maybe it's like podcast monetization, uh, growing your audience gear, you know, which of these do you tune in for the most, you know, find out what's working grab an extra set of skin and ask them what do you wish i would quit doing in the podcast because somebody will tell you most people will be like oh you're fine i love it i love the show but you have that one person goes i really hate it when you do this
1: those who love it won't say anything that's the they 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 won't that's good point negative people do you think um like i think you need to start with the end in mind like what are you going to do with this information that you yes Yes. Like, wh- wh- why am I asking, like, do we need to, do you really need a bunch of demographics questions? Like, do you need to know that your audience listeners, your typical as a woman, you know, uh, 35 to 55 who lives in the eastern part of the United States? Maybe you do, but yeah. but you should have an actionable item. Like, once I know that, then these are the things that I can do. Then those are the questions you should ask. Yeah, listen. I work. I work for a company that does surveys for a living. Do not make it more than fifteen questions. Do not. Yeah, like fifteen is all you get. They're not going to answer any more, and your percentages are going to drop gigantically if you go over fifteen. Um, and so, and then don't make them gigantically open-ended. Like, what do you like? Nobody, nobody's going to fill that in. That just doesn't work. You got to lead them a little bit in that in that process. Um, you know, um, so. If you're if you're worried about your audio quality, then do a survey about audio quality. Yeah. You know, if you're worried about your content, give them some like, did you like this or this? Did you like it when I do news or reviews? Do, you know, give give them some choices. Otherwise, if you leave it open ended, you get even a worse response than you do if you give them some choices. People yeah. don't want to they don't want to write stuff down.
0: But that's a great point. When I uh, when I was out of college, I was I started off as a copier technician. Then for a while they called me a customer service rep and really I was just doing, I was doing training on office equipment, but I was in charge of customer service and they came up with the idea and they said, let's do a survey. And that was my first question. What are we doing with the results? Cause the worst thing you can do is ask somebody, how can we improve? And they go do this, 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 and that. And you go, okay, well let's put that over here and now let's do this. And you are like, no, no, what are we doing with the, with the answers? You know, that's, that's a horrible thing. So then there he is. Hey, Ross, joined us.
1: That's a bingo square, by the way.
2: Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> and that's how it, see, Ross,
1: you, you just filled in a bingo square for a whole bunch of people. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Um, quick question on recording. Now that I'm doing longer form uh, podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the material for my podcast will come from live stream interviews. And the, the audio that you get from Facebook Live when you download is not very good. Right. Um, I have an audio interface, an Audient ID 14. Um, and I was wondering whether I should run uh, from the line outs of that into like a Zoom recorder or something like that to record the audio. Or if uh, I'm, I'm just wondering whether that would be uh the best solution or whether I should try and record on the the computer I'm streaming on which I'm worrying might with CPU issues do something I don't know if that'll affect the stream or the recording or anything
0: yeah I, I would go with the recording of course I'm a big just don't forget to press record I'm a big fan of the, the audio recorder and uh, uh, if you want if you want it to where you can then split it later uh, no, see, that's going to mess up your life. I was going to say pan it, but that's not going to work because that's going to make your audio for the Facebook thing kind of wonky. But um, yeah, that's what I do. I mean, anytime I'm on Zoom, Skype, anything, I've always got some sort of portable recorder going just because it it always sounds good. There's no compression, you know, but right. when you listen to the recording later, yeah, Facebook, um, YouTube isn't quite as bad. Uh, Jim, what what are your thoughts?
1: Well Ross where's the where's the, you said the audio is not as good as it could be what's causing that is it the is it the Facebook platform that's causing that or what's causing that
2: yeah there's no doubt it's the Facebook platform because i i record in in wirecast and screenflow even just for recording audio i use those programs so that's just recording in my computer and that sounds like, it's such a different sound going from that to going from any audio that I take from Facebook, which is just severely degraded.
1: Well, it's compressed, right? It's heavily compressed for bandwidth purposes. I don't know if you're going to, you know, you can't polish a turd on that on that uh, audio. If it's bad, doesn't matter what you're bringing it into, PC or H1 or H6 or whatever. All of those devices are good enough. To, to accept whatever's coming in, even the highest quality of sound, all of those would handle really, really well. So that back end
2: piece, I don't think it matters. So it really doesn't matter whether I record on a computer or I record on a Zoom recorder or whatever. Well, your
1: computer's working right, right? You know, you can't, and it can't, you know, it, it needs to be working right. But, oh, what, yes, what every impact? computer, every modern computer would be just fine.
2: I, I mean, I have a 2015 MacBook Pro. Um, oh, yeah. Do you think to record while oh, I'm streaming totally. would be fine? Absolutely. Or? Yeah, absolutely. So I could just, like, run ScreenFlow or something and capture the audio that yeah, way? Yeah,
1: it's, it's a Core i7, right? And you got an 8 or 16 gig of RAM in that thing and an SSD? I
2: think I have 8. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And an SSD, even if it's a spinner, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those can handle it. All those things can handle audio by itself. There is nothing made since 2003 that can't handle the highest quality of audio because audio is not very big. Right. Like, right. It's super. Tall. It's video. That's the problem. And so, you know, if you're if you're if you're bringing in the audio and 4K video, all right, now we have a different. I mean, that the the 4K video is about 150 times more data than the right. audio stream is by itself. So that's where you need to be worried.
2: So I, what I want to do is get the audio from my computer before it's streamed. Like if it's me and a guest and a platform, and we're talking, whether it's Skype or Zoom or more likely, if I'm using something like Be Live or. I don't know if you would do it with something like Hangouts. Get that audio before you're sending the stream to Facebook, right? Where you're getting it through. Correct. Correct. I'm, I'm getting it through my, what I'm sending into my computer from my mic and what I'm getting the return from the guest. And then mix it there and record it either in the computer or record it in. Correct. Uh, so, you know, like the interface comes with this like digital mixer thing. That's sort of confusing, but not totally confusing, but, um, that That doesn't affect what goes out to say, Facebook, but it totally you can mix the levels of you and your guest and all that stuff to either send it to your interface again and into into like a recorder or to record it in your computer. Yeah, totally
1: you. And this is what Dave does, I think on your mm-hmm. end is that you know, um, we could pull the audio right off of hangouts. It's not the it's not the best quality. It's going to be Dave and me both heavily compressed. In Dave's case, I think Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong. He's recording that audio of him and then of me coming in, and and we're not using the combined Hangout audio that's compressed on the backside. Right. So his voice is a lot better on the other end because it's he's recording it locally. Right. So yes, Ross, if you're going to you want to capture that in its best possible fidelity, right? And it and the best the best possible is before you send it to Facebook Live. It can. Get in that stream and grab that that audio. You have the best chance of having the best audio.
2: So get it out of my computer. Don't get it out of… Yeah, what, as long as your computer
1: is, is hearing the other person as well, right? You're, right. You, yeah. No, right on. Record it off that or come off the mixer or come off whatever, right? There's a couple different ways you can do it, but yeah, yeah. get what it before…
2: Think- you think even if I'm live streaming, recording on something like ScreenFlow on my computer while I'm live wouldn't be in wouldn't be oh, a problem. okay? So mm-hmm.
1: it could be. So ScreenFlow takes a lot of resources, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. it kind of
2: depends on your video
1: card that you have in there at that at that point. So what well, I, would I wouldn't do... even
2: turn the video on. Oh, although it may still—I don't know if it would still record something. You like I could just record. I I
1: because I use it just to record audio sometimes. To just do some audio. testing with it. It's it's a local kind of thing. It'd be hard for me to say yay or nay, Dave. Too. We couldn't just say. We don't know. There's a lot of local yeah. variables. So practice, 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 right? Get in there. Get it recorded. Get it figured out. Do some recording. Figure out the best spot. Watch your resource monitor when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, with these, like with Hangouts and, and C9, uh, Logitech C920s, the 920s max out the CPU. And Mm -hmm. so if I was doing some local recording here, no, not anymore because I fixed it, but if I was doing some local recording here, that might influence the recording because my CPU is running at 100%. Right. So you just got to kind of, you got to figure out your own stuff and say, where is it going wrong? Or if it's going right, I know why it's
2: going right. Wow. There's a lot to it. (laughs) There is. And you can
0: always, you can always try, you know, just to test and record it coming out of the computer and then you can record it you know, out of the mixer or whatever you're using, and see which one's better. But
2: um. Um, let's say I'm able to to uh, to work it all out, recording in in the computer. Do you think I would be happy to still have a, like a Zoom H5 or something? Because I I bought one, but I haven't even opened the box yet. Um, would you recommend that as something like to take to events if I want to do? quick interviews and things yeah. or you know i just walk around i can plug one or two xlr mics into it like you know reporter mics yeah and just okay let's yep. let's get five minutes with this person or whatever and okay yeah they're handy so it's a worthwhile investment even if it isn't the solution for this not it's not an investment you made a purchase yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and it, it starts decreasing as soon as I as it's soon as a, I tear the wrapper off the box. Right, it's,
1: it's semantics, but it is just yeah. a tool. It's just a tool, right? And what so, the, yeah, it's a good, it's a great purchase, Ross. You should, you should, if you're going to do stuff like that, remote, it's great thing to have. Okay, yeah.
0: Then, and, okay. and, and if you decide later that hey, recording on the computer, you know, is for whatever reason taxing it, which it doesn't sound like it, you plot the H five and. Go into the line in or whatever you want, and you're good to go. So
1: you have an, you have another option, or you could do two recordings that way, right? You could you could use that to have a backup. Yeah,
2: because back. <laughs> that no. never happens with hardware. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on interfaces, I got to show you this because Mike Murphy recommended this. Okay, and it's this little Sure uh, interface, and look at how small. Like you can see how small it is, the okay. light, but it's all metal. It's 129 dollars. And you can plug it in either to your computer or to a phone, and I can even plug the SM7B. Is it uh, USB? Yeah, okay. it's USB, and I can even plug this in and not need like a cloud lifter or fed head or anything. Uh, well, it, that's it is that. That's it, what it is, right? It's, yeah, it's it, it, it's it, unbelievably it boosts, good. Got a gain
1: boost in it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, but I I mean, like, I wouldn't use it over my audience for like you know a full show or something, right. but. I run like the audio out of my audience out of a line out out of the line outs mm-hmm. into here, and then go live on on Instagram, uh, so I can be live on Facebook and Instagram with the same mic. Right. I mean, I couldn't. Bu- I mean, it's much better, I think, than the i than the i rig pre yeah. or whatever, which is fine, but you can't plug a line into it, and right. you know you can't really see where you're at on the gain and stuff like that. So this little. I don't know. It's amazing. What's, the, what's the model number on it? It's, it's a sure what? It's MVI, I believe. It's part of their motive, their motive, motive line, their line of hmm. MVI. I yeah. But the, what what I love about it is that you've seen, you've probably seen on Instagram Live where like somebody's a guest on a show and they set up a phone and you see their half of the interview, right? But right. you only hear their half. So when I do the setup, you would only see me. You'd kind of get like you're looking in at me if I'm on Facebook Live or something. But you can hear the host interviewing me, or you could hear me. The you can hear everybody because right. I, you get the whole return through my through my interface. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: it's an audio interface. It's actually a simplified audio interface. I'll throw a link in the chat room square so that you guys can um, can get that. Cool.
2: Great. But it's good. I mean, it's 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 handy, right? Like I can throw it in a bag and take it with me to to an event or whatever, and go live on my phone with good audio, or go live on my computer. Um, you know, like I say, like you said, it's simplified. It's not you know full fledged, but it's a pretty cool product.
1: It's it is actually a, a price point. It's like those. Um, oh, Dave, help me those those portable um, in you know, um, cresonas. Yeah. No. Oh, like Griffin, iMic. No, the 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 uh, iRig pre pre. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, sound designs mix pre, mix pre, right? Mix pre is a is a really advanced version. It's an audio interface, right? This is just a simplified. This is kind of like an audio interface for the average guy, right? These.
2: Yes. Have you guys ever tried that mix pre? That, that oh, I loved it. Amazing, yeah, they're beautiful. That's that's they one that if they I have
0: have had to do this nice. again, I'd have a mix pre here, and you could take the pre sonus and stick it up uh, any place. <laughs>
1: Really? Oh, yeah. Up the chimney is what you meant to yeah. say, right? No, this
0: this thing still mean. hasn't worked as a, as a reliable, like right now, I'm not using it as a USB interface. I'm going out of my USB mixer into a Griffin iMic. Because for whatever reason, we've seen it where I'll just be talking and all of a sudden, and Jim's going, Dave, we, we lost you. So... <laughs> Yeah, well.
2: Wait. So that that, that mix pre, because um, I was looking at, at those and I, I've never tried them or anything. I mean, it, I just looking on them in a, in a magazine. Can you? Is that as portable as anything else? Oh yeah. Like, it's
1: it's the size of an eight track tape. If you it's remember heavy. those, it's meant to be portable. They're durable and rugged. They have nice cases on them and covers. Um, yeah. you can put a battery in it if you want to. It you know it can plug in, but it'll run off a battery as well. I mean that's the real deal. The deal, though, it's for six hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, that's right. that's the problem.
2: But yeah. they're but they're like um, the preamps and converters and all that stuff is like as good as what you'd get in in any that's other. Yes,
1: very good, very good. So that could be your one tool for everything. Then, yeah, it could. Ross, hang around for all the right. post show a little bit. We got some music coming up. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say I was. I'm like, oh, I'm playing them out now. That's not good. But yeah, stick around for some post show. We're here every Saturday, and we ran out of music. So uh, this is <laughs> thanks so much. To the chat room to everybody, ask the podcastcoach.com slash live. We will see you next week.